Hello, everybody, and welcome to Apostolic Sunday School Podcast. This is, it's not really our first podcast, but it might as well be since it's been a long time since our last one. And really, the the tone of the podcast has changed rather dramatically. Um, this is definitely aimed at uh, teachers, anybody looking to learn more about children's ministry. And honestly, it's a good way for us to archive some of our thoughts on uh, the, the week that we just had. Um, but uh, this is going to be very raw. We're not going to be doing a lot of editing. We're going to have some oopses. We're going to have a lot of uh, probably bloopers that we are going to leave in because we would rather put out more of these and spend less time editing than uh, hey, you know, have a real professional sounding production when we're done, but only do them once every six months. So uh, right now I have with me my good friend, Brother Bob Lee. Yeah, hello everyone. I'm excited to be here. So he started off with me, so uh, we can only go uphill from here. So uh. Not exactly. Bob Lee is, if, if you've watched any of, of our Sunday School from In the Lighthouse, we've been recording for the last year plus yeah. during the pandemic and from daily devotions to weekly devotions, and of course the every Sunday, uh, Bob Lee is our resident scientist, and we we are uh, very happy to have him on this first podcast. So, why don't you introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit, anything you want the world to know about Bob Lee and his history in Sunday school. <laughs> okay, well, it uh, I, I I'm very excited to be here first of all, and I and I love teaching, and that's kind of where it began, and and. Uh, and just to kind of give you a little background on me, uh, I've always loved science ever since I was little. I remember, I can still remember there's, you know, not all moments are created equal as our bishop and pastor say. I can, I can still remember it, leaving eighth grade, my science teacher um, writing on my report card that uh, Bob could choose any facet of science that he, you know, wanted to. And I've always liked science and I went into a college and I wasn't sure actually whether to study biology or chemistry. And as I was applying for majors and whatever, a lady friend of mine said, why don't you do biochemistry? And I didn't even know what that really was, but it sounded neat. And so I, I, oh, sure enough, there is something like that. So I went to school, majored in biochemistry and went on. Now, when I, I want want to actually talk a lot today, or maybe if we have time about work and how it kind of relates. So I I took biochemistry and I've always liked science. And then this is all BC. It wasn't in church um, for any of this. And, and it's, I'm getting to a point here. Um, so I uh, always liked science, and uh, then once I did get in church, and even my job, though, I got a job. I worked in quality assurance um, for a food industry, and I, I got a job because they wanted somebody with a science background, basically. And But I didn't do any biochemistry, which is basically studying DNA and proteins and enzymes and all that kind of stuff. We will get to Sunday school soon, I promise. <laughs> I did. Like, I did. Like, we're, we're, we're leading up. Stay with us. Just lay the foundation down. And so anyway— um, and I, so I don't do a lot of that stuff at, at work or any of that, really. And uh, and it was actually my wife um, years ago. Um, uh, we were talking, and I was thinking about, well, I don't do any of the stuff I do, you know, um, that I went to school for, you know, and work, really. Um, but I started uh, kind of, and Philip kind of encouraged it, or I don't know, somehow we, I started like, well, maybe I can use some of this in Sunday school. And she goes, well, maybe that's what you, you learned all that for. And I started thinking, I'm like going, you know, um, if people were to just take what they, whatever profession they're at, and I and I may use some examples from work um, 
meetings, seminars, and things like that, is, okay, so there's some neat stuff in science, just just little experiments, and some of the things we have are, are kind of complex, but not really. you got to go out and buy some different things, but some things we do are pretty cool and neat experiments and whatever that we've incorporated or just stuff you can find around your, your kitchen, you know, in a normal household, not just a crazy scientist household, you know, cinnamon and sugar, for example, we use that recently. Um, and, uh, you know, you can do stuff. So we, uh, so Philip kind of encouraged me and he took this thing to another level and we thought, well, you know what, if we can find some cool experiments, something kind of neat, um, how can we turn that into an object lesson? And we'll, we'll figure out the, the, the scripture, or the application later on. And so that's kind of how it began. So just kind of using things that I thought were kind of neat and fun. I, I always liked teaching. I actually wanted to be a teacher when I was younger. I, I did a little um, public school uh, substitute teaching for a while. And uh, so, uh, but I never got into that. I have teaching credentials, but I never actually te- taught. But I, I think that's where my love for teaching Sunday school is. And so that's kind of how I got into it. And I've been doing that's it for awesome. quite a few years. That's a really good point that you gave about bringing your workplace to Sunday school. You know, you don't have to have a complete separation of, of Sunday school and the rest of your life. In fact, the more incorporated it is, the more real you are and the more you connect with the kids more than likely. So uh, Brother Lee has proved that. He has brought chemistry to our classroom, which could be very dull, very boring, but it's anything but. Uh, he, he Every time he comes up, the kids are on the edge of their seat, maybe edging toward the back of the room because they don't know what exactly is going to happen. We may talk about a few of the more more recent ones that, uh, that, that he did. Um, how long have you been teaching now, Sunday school? Well, okay, so we moved down, and we were here the, in, in, at Inland Lighthouse, uh, the first service of 1997. Uh, my wife and I moved down here from Northern California, and uh, it was about a year after we were down here. Uh, the Sunday school program, the church in itself, was fairly small at the time. Uh, Sister Sharon Pierce taught the Power Hour, and that was just one Sunday school group, uh, all ages. I, there was like like toddler age up to how 15 maybe and uh they asked us norma and i to teach like the nine to 12 year olds and at that time we had probably five six students and uh, uh kids and uh then that started growing and then we ended up splitting uh so this is around 1998 99 um, and we split the class into boys and girls. She took the girls and I took the boys as the group got to be about 10 to 15 boys and girls in each class. So it kind of got pretty big in the classroom. And, uh, so we kind of did that, but yeah, it was, I think it was around 1998. So it was about 22, 23 years. That's interesting because I, I think I started just after you then, <clears throat> um, I was, I was trying to think back and I think it was in the late nineties. So it had to have been close to that, 98, 99, something like that. So around, again, 23, 20, 22, 23 years ago uh, that I started teaching Sunday school. And the the impetus that I had was actually, I, I was so anyway, I was asked to, to help in a class. But I never will forget, I had no training, didn't know what I was doing. And I was in one side of our fellowship hall, which was divided by a very... Uh, uh, permeable substance. I don't remember what it was, but it, you could sound traveled right through it just fine. And we had another class on the other side and that was ran by Scott Blair. If you know, Scott Blair, his Sunday school was 
It was wild in a wonderful way. It was great. But to, to me, I had never experienced anything like that. The, the Sunday school we came up through uh, just didn't have anything like that. We didn't have the enthusiasm and, and the uh, excitement. None of that really existed when I was young. So I remember listening to that class and thinking, I want that in my class. And I started, you know, getting a little more until finally I just, I just said, hey, can I join you? Like, I, I want to know more. And I'll never forget uh, all the songs we've learned, all the, the outlandish behavior. Most of that stemmed from Brother Scott Blair. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, would, he would wear his gigantic size 20-something tennis shoes, his pink overalls, and he would just, he would just be uh, quite a sight. In fact, I remember him playing the piano on the platform uh, in the main sanctuary (laughs) and and a visiting minister was a little taken aback at at what was playing the piano that day. But, uh, anyway, that was, that was how we got started. And of course things have involved. God is blessed. And and now we have a, a, uh, going Sunday school program and in the lighthouse. Um, and anyway, we're excited. Uh, so today we're going to cover a, a, we're going to hop all over the place, but one thing that we are going to touch on is last Sunday. And I'm going to try to do this every time we do this. So, um, we're going to discuss what happened in our classroom last week, the different things that we did. It's not always the same, but, uh, so we'll, we'll go over all of the different, uh, segments of the class, who did them and what they did and why, mm-hmm. okay. at least as much as we can come up with. Okay. Uh, but before we do, there is a Redlands, uh, workshop, a seminar. It's nine days from today, which is the date of recording. This is the 21st of April that I'm recording this. Hopefully I'll get this published by tomorrow on the 22nd, uh, but it's a really good place to go to learn anything about Sunday school, bus ministry, children's ministry. If you have any desire to learn, this is the place to go. Brother James Wang from San Jose, Brother Tyler Hodge, uh, Brother Frank Cabrera, uh, and then uh, a bunch of others are going to be speaking. And if you're anywhere in the neighborhood, you've got to come because it's definitely worth the trip. Um, I've read that the most successful people are the ones that are always trying to learn. So the top, the the 1% of the nation in in business are the ones that are probably trying the hardest to continue learning. Mm -hmm. Uh, In fact, I read one place where they they recommend investing up to 3% of your annual income into self-improvement, whether that's conferences, books, whatever, uh, just ways to improve. And this is just a great way to do that as a Sunday school teacher. Uh, Just invest in yourself and uh, you you can really benefit. Um, so we are going to go through last week, if you're okay with that, Brother Lee. Yeah, sounds good. What we taught and why. Let's just start there. So remember our topic last week? Creation. Yes. And this is near and dear to Brother <laughs> Lee's heart. Um, him and Brother Mullenpah have, have a, uh, I, I don't know how, an understanding about this, this creation topic. <laughs> they share ideas all the time. They talk about it just because it's, it's something that they are both scientists and they both really are on board with it. Uh, but this time we did uh, creation days one through three, mm-hmm. um, and, and a little bit of four, and a little bit stars. of four. Yeah, <laughs> and, and then our songs kind of touched on one yeah. through seven, so <laughs> we were super specific. Um, but the way we come up with our topics, I guess we'll start there. Yeah, well, you know, you mentioned Brother Mole and Paul, and he definitely made a good impact, uh, a big impact on me, good and good. Um, years and years ago, when I first met him. Uh, I was, I think I was helping out these, the Lighthouse Christian Academy a little bit teaching and, and, uh, got to know him and this was 20 something years ago. And, uh, I never really thought about, um, so again, not, not growing up in church and going to college, not in church and being taught what they teach in public 
universities uh, about evolution, Big Bang, and that kind of stuff. Um, and I never really thought about it. I thought, well, I wasn't. I, I guess I was quote I, I, I was a, a Christian, but not not an apostolic Christian, and uh, and I I kind of um, thought well if God had us evolve from monkeys, then I guess we did because all you know all these brilliant professors are saying we did, and who am I you know? And so I never really challenged, never really thought about it. I didn't, I didn't really care honestly, um, it, but it wasn't until I met Brother Mo and Paul that I kind of started getting into it and started looking into it and reading his book and 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 things like that that I thought you know what. But, you know, I you know want to make a difference and, and try to help kids really understand because because I, I don't believe that we evolved that way. I believe that creation, and so it was, it was exciting to uh, do these and again some of the experiments. If you, if you want me to get into that, and one of the things I think we do uh, in our Sunday school, and, and Brother Philip has been instrumental in that, is helping our younger people get involved in in teaching. So I kind of been taking that. We at work um, we have what they call succession planning. You know, as, as people retire and move on to new positions, are they you know building up somebody to take their spot down the road and uh so we've kind of kind of doing something like that it's kind of i guess it'd be kind of likened to uh, a youth pastor event i assume you put something in him he takes care of the youth because maybe eventually he's going to become the pastor of the church or something whatever so something like that so we need people to fill our shoes and backfill us so i um we got some great young people in our church and i thought okay i want to do a couple experiments that i'm comfortable with but i i got julian uh and kim estrada um young couple in our church and doing great job in sunday school i before the week getting ready for it i said okay i want them to to do some of this stuff Okay, so it. before you go any further, you're, you're <laughs> okay. telling me you planned ahead. We actually planned ahead <laughs> on this one. Yes. No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not saying we don't normally. That's not what I was getting at at okay. all. What I was saying is that that is so key. Yes. So you started when? Oh, I remember we talked about this three weeks before. Yeah, several weeks before. Right. So what you did is look ahead. Yes, you, you saw the topic. We have the schedule, the topic. I said, "Hey, I, I want to do something this." So, we, so again, and and I, again, I, I like to to do. I want to tell a quick little story. Year, years ago, it, yeah. this definitely has a point to it. Years and years ago, around twenty some years ago, I was talking to Brother Donnie Pound. And he goes, hey, brother, how you doing? You uh, got any plans for the weekend? I go, ah, I got to go to a work seminar, you know, a, a team building thing or something like that. I go, oh, I hate these things. He goes, you know, brother Lee, he goes, uh, I used to uh, not like going to those things until I finally kind of changed my mindset and thought, well, how can I use this? for Sunday school or church or something to get something out of it to use for the kingdom of God. And I'm telling you, that resonated with me. I sat and I thought, you know what? I want to do that. And uh, so I went off to this meeting and they were doing some kind of a team building exercise. I go, we can do that in Sunday school. And 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 I did it. And, and from that point on, it really changed my outlook. And so That's anytime cool. I go do training, Philip already talked about bettering yourselves and whatever. I try to see how can I use that for, for Sunday school or something. I'm always trying to think, how can I use that somehow? And one of the things is like brainstorming. And we often do that with our Sunday school group is brainstorming ideas. It'll start with a text, a group text, and people start talking about stuff or, or all text. Well, hey, I want this. I want to do, you know, this experiment or something like this and kind of builds on that. So we kind of build off each other. But, yeah, we started talking about a couple neat experiments that uh, we've done before. And Philip reminded me one that I hadn't done. And uh, and that's kind of I thought, you know what, I want to sh- this is these are fun and they're easy ones. And I thought, you know what, I want to take Kim cool. and, and Julian. And, uh, and so you've been teaching 23 ish years. Is that right? Give or take. Yep. 
And yet you're still learning. Still learning, yeah. And you're still... And, and you know what? I'm, I'm actually more excited probably now than I was back then. Because i got to admit, like when you were telling your uh, um, brother Scotty Blair story, I was off in a modular. It was basically, okay, what am I going to teach on this week? Every week, trying to come up with a new idea. So one thing we do, which I think, again, Philip does a great job, is having a schedule. We basically have a topic for the next, you know, for the whole year. And uh, it's already set, so we're not sitting there. Okay, what are we going to teach on this week? Well, we've been there. (laughs) We've been there there far more than we're proud of. (laughs) So this has been developed over time. But I think it it, it just takes something, it takes that whole piece out of it. We got, and obviously we we adjust and, you know, slip something in, slide the schedule up. But basically, we're not just saying, okay, what are we going to teach on this week? And it's it's weird. It's like the Bible has so many things things to talk about but it's like we struggle like oh, what am i going to teach on next week it's kind of you, you kind of feel yeah. like like it's a chore to come up with something and so just not having to do that you look forward to it and then now you're starting to think like you said around the topic and and uh and so we're look ahead and and yep. and i said okay I, I i got a couple ideas for this and then we build yep. off that so that that topic list we're just going to cover this real quick we get the question all the time do you use a curriculum first of all i don't have anything against curriculum um, but we do not. I'm not saying you shouldn't. We don't. Just because we've never found anything that suits us. Um, I, we, we've tried a lot of different things, but where we're at now, what we're doing is through the, uh, obviously the pastor's input, we have a topic of, or, or sorry, we have a schedule of every Sunday throughout the year with Every year we're going to repeat certain topics. You know, every year we're going to talk about the plan of salvation and we're going to go into detail about repentance, baptism in Jesus' name, uh, you know, uh, being full of the Holy Ghost. There are certain things we're going to cover every year. One God, holiness. You know, we're, we're, just, we're never going to skip those. Um, some of the others, like we may teach several weeks on different Bible stories. But those we're not going to do the same Bible stories every every year necessarily. So we're going to be cycling those. So at the beginning of the year, we'll build a, a, a topic list. And then everybody can interpret that topic kind of how they see it. Mm-hmm. Yep. So we're not going to give you a script and say, we're teaching about one God today. Brother Lee, this is the lesson that you have to teach. Right. No, right. Brother Lee uses his science background to come up with how he wants to teach one God. Right. How I'm going to teach it is not going to be the same, but they're they're both effective. I hope. I mean, in a perfect world, exactly. Um, well, and and you know, and then Julian will come in with this fireman outfit on there, and he'll yep. teach it from that perspective or whatever. But everybody has something different, and I think it adds to it. And then the other thing I like is we not only tell the story, but well, what's the principle, the lesson being learned by the story, and something like that. So yeah. we can do a modern day version of that story and stuff like that. So we kind of do a, a skid off of that or whatever. So we kind of varied up a little bit. I actually heard people um, kind of questioning, why are you wasting valuable Sunday school time on a Bible story? Well, let me tell you quickly. When we first told the story of, of Balaam and the, and, the, and the talking donkey, that, that is, I, how many times have we heard that story? You know, we grew up with that story. Well, we told it in class. You know, obviously we didn't just tell it. We acted it out and everything. Uh, but I remember, I'll never forget this. There was a church kid raised in church. I don't remember how old he was, but probably eight years old or so. And he said, did that really happen? Was that story really in the Bible? He had never heard it in his life. He's eight years old, raised in church. Now, I know that's a reflection on his his, his parents as well. But, but as a Sunday school, I was convicted. I'm like, how did we skip somehow 
teaching this kid this story. And so that's why we're going back through and making sure that if they're in our class any length of time, they're going to hear every Bible story that's ever been written. Uh, Of course, with other other stuff. And and what you said about the, the lesson learned from it. Mm-hmm. So in that one, we we talked about how God can talk to you through anything. anything. He can talk to you from a bush. <clears throat> he can talk to you from a donkey. Just be prepared to listen when he talks. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so I, I, we got a little sidetracked there, but that's how we got our topics. You looked ahead. You saw creation, and you said, hey, I got a lesson that's going to fit. And uh, would you be okay if we went into that at the end? I'd, I'm going to go through the schedule kind of from the beginning to the end, okay. if you're okay with okay. that. And then sure. we'll, we'll end it with, with your object lessons. Okay. Is that okay? Okay, sure. <clears throat> Um, but the key here is he prepped three weeks early. He started preparing for this. Uh, so we start every every uh, Sunday with a teacher meeting prayer at 9.15. We have, our class starts at 10. So at 9.15, we pray from 9.15 to 9.30 as a group with the teachers. Um, and then at 9.30 to 9.45, we'll share information. We'll have a quick meeting. We'll have someone, a teacher, give like a five-minute instructional, inspirational, whatever they feel, to share it with the rest of the teachers besides sharing necessary information for the week. Uh, then we'll go into our pre-class activity, which is about uh, 15 minutes from 9.45 to 10. And every week it is radically different. The only purpose of it is to never let there be dead air in the classroom. Mm-hmm. I never want a kid to come in, sit and stare at us setting up or, or at, at nothing, you know, and just get bored. So we have something in this case, Brother uh, Danny Torado told jokes of all things. I mean, does you may not have tried this yet. Not not you, Brother Lee, but if you're listening. But jokes are so much fun, especially when the kids are just on the edge of being too cool to laugh. <laughs> yeah. And that even makes it more fun. Yeah, yeah. Because then you're, 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 you're egging them on and saying, oh, I'll make you laugh with this one. Oh, this one's just going to knock you out of your seat. You know, and then we, we, we just have a list of these really bad dad jokes that we tell. Not bad in the sense of bad, but, you know, yeah. corny. Very corny. Uh, so we did that for 15 minutes. And that doesn't necessarily well, 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 contribute by the way, to the well, lesson. When, when does a joke become a dad joke? I heard this. When it becomes, when it becomes a, a parent. Parent. Yes, 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 yes. I knew, I knew the punchline you know, somewhere. It is so funny. So <clears throat> we we, uh, we do the jokes, and most of them are, are pretty bad. But there are occasionally some that are fun. We, you know, I want to say this. I don't know if we've talked about it in our teacher meetings, and I want to I want to mention something like that in a minute. Is that we also we try to make it obviously for the kids, and we want them to come back, have a great time. But we make it fun for the teachers too, because yes. if the teachers aren't having fun, and that's where I think some of our uh, brainstorming through group texts and things like that or whatever. Some of the, we, we carry on themes throughout something's kind of funny to us and we keep it going. Just like to the keep fact it, that I'm really, that really old. You're really, you passed yeah. yeah. pass me up, you know, for years now. Um, but I, you know, I was a senior grandpa on, on the, on the team and I, I still am. I am now the but, aged uh, one. But it's gotten kind of funny. And even, you know, even Greg dressing up as an old man and, and, and grandma's sweet, tea you know and, and it's been kind of funny you know how the kids have done that but uh absolutely uh, but the but teachers we, need to have a good time but the teachers have a good time yep. the jokes are goofy but the kids like you said they'll sit there and they'll laugh and several will yep. get them telling jokes and and it's just a fun way to pass some time i've got to say that, that covid was a rough time for everybody obviously we know that but <laughs> for our sunday school team i think it really somehow in a weird sort of way actually helped our team mm-hmm. our sunday school team was was good uh, but somehow with a year plus of videos and practicing 
And then we did double Sunday school. For those of you who don't know, you've, you've probably seen the, the, the video recording. Well, we started having our church kids come back to class, but we didn't want to record it live. And so what we would do is when class dismissed, <clears throat> we would then record uh, our Sunday school video. So we would do Sunday school twice every single Sunday for months. Yeah. I don't know how long. It was a long time. Uh, but it, it was several months. And so we, we did that. And you do that much Sunday school, and you're going to get closer to the yeah. people you work with. Not just closer, but you'll know how they think. You'll know how they respond. You'll be able to ad-lib off of each other. You'll be able to play off each other. Um, and it, it really did bring us closer. I think it made yeah. us a better team. Uh, and, I, and I, you know, this, this, is, this is with absolute just thankfulness to God. But I, I think our, our team... Is is just one of the best. I really uh, do. I, now I'm not. I'm not. Guys, you should think your team is the best wherever you're at. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just think that because uh, you know, I, I, I can. We can rely on them for anything. Seriously, yeah. I, we could have just about any one of our crew do any piece of the day, and they did do it flying colors. I, I got to tell you, when it, you know, like we rotate our schedule, <clears throat> like our agenda, or, uh, which would how are you whatever you want to call yeah. it. So we have our, you know, how we go through our Sunday school, our routine. And some days I'm doing an object lesson or maybe doing rules or whatever, maybe not really do, actively doing something. We have enough people to fill the slots and whatever. But I got to tell you, um, I, I think I get more enjoyment just watching the others. You know, I mean, like I, I honestly, I, I, I think I'm more, um, I don't think I'm a great object lesson teacher. Uh, um, yes, you are. Really. <laughs> I, 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 well, I, I want to tell, uh, that'll lead into a story if I can tell in a minute. But I, I think I, I really like watching the other teachers and stuff. I'll sit back in the back, especially and just be laughing and, and just enjoying, you know, and, and just my mind going and, and just I just really love watching the others and, and seeing what they how they, you yep. know, uh, do lessons, because sometimes we don't know exactly. We, we going back to preparing. We try to touch base with others uh, that are doing something so we don't step on each other's toes to make sure it flows correctly. Um, but we don't know, you know, what's going to happen. And uh, but I really enjoy watching uh, the others. And uh if I could, I want, I want to tell a story, if you don't mind. Sure. I'm going to get off track here. Go ahead. But uh, I was in grad school. I don't think we've been on track yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, but sometimes, and it kind of leads to the, we do, we do this teacher instructional, d- devotional, t- inspirational things. And, and uh, it's been neat some of the times people say, you know, we don't know if we're making an impact or not on kids. And sometimes you, you may not know right then and there. And I remember when I was in grad school. Uh, a friend of mine, uh, there was a fellow grad student, went to go watch his research advisor give a lecture at, at UC uh, uh, Santa Cruz. And so we were over there uh, watching um, him give the lecture. And at the end of the class, we went, uh, the lecture, we went down after everybody kind of left the auditorium. And we said, hey, Dr. Hostel, a great job. He did, we really enjoyed the, the, the lesson you gave. And he, he kind of looked kind of disappointed. And he said, I just don't feel like I was on it tonight. Like I was really, you know, getting through to the people, you know. And we go, oh, man, we thought it was, it was great. Maybe because we knew him, that my friend was, you know, his, you know, a student of his and whatever. And I knew him very well. I really liked this man. I went, oh, I thought it was great. And I said, you know, I, I go, it kind of reminds me a few years ago, or I mean, a few weeks ago, I told him I was in a class as a teaching assistant in a chemistry class. And I, up until that point, I've, I was kind of feeling depressed, like I w- really wasn't getting through to the kids or they weren't learning anything. And um, now I, again, I say kids, I was uh, 20 in my early 20s, I guess. And I'm and these guys are 18, 19, a couple years younger. I was just a graduate teaching assistant. And um, 
and I wasn't thinking I was getting through. But then one day I was telling this professor this after that seminar he gave. I said, you know, I, I said something and, and a student said, oh, you mean like this? And I go, yeah, you could just see the light bulb. The re- revelation was, was going off. And again, this is, I wasn't in church or anything like that. And, and revelation is neat when you get it from a scriptural, like a oneness of God type of thing or whatever. But he, the, one student says, yeah. So I go, yeah, they, yeah, like that. And they go, oh, you mean like, like this? And it was like one by one. They were just all over the classroom. Oh, I get it. I get it. I get it. And I, I remember like feeling really neat that day. So I was telling this professor that, and he grabbed me by the shoulder and pointed his finger at me. And he said, chair that moment he said when that happens it's very rare and far and few between and I've never forgot that, that was like 30 something years ago and uh, so sometimes you know when, we, when we're trying to give a good lesson to the teachers we may not think we are doing a great job but you just never know uh, what's going through the minds of these kids and and you know and it, we are planting seeds and we're doing something even though we may not see it right then and there but uh we just need to know and that's i think that's what i bring with my agedness uh to the team is i've been around a long time there may have been times early on where i'm thinking i'm not getting through to these kids you know what I'm, I'm gonna go do something else i'm not effective but then something will happen the preacher will preach the message that i taught on that day yeah. it was just a, out of random you know I, I say random coincidence but god god has his way of, of knowing and, and, and keeping you know you in line and and helping you along. i say you know what maybe i am doing something every once in yeah. a while you get that and it's exciting we actually had a meeting last night it, it was not about sunday school it was about leading worship of all things in in church but Brother Joshua Winkler was, was talking, and he, he made a statement. He said, if you prepare properly and you don't, feel it went, if it, you don't feel that it went the way you wanted it to go, you can still be satisfied. If you prepared properly. You know, if you did your part, we just got to count on God doing his part, and yeah. you never know really the, the lasting impact. Um, we yeah. are getting so <laughs> sidetracked. I'm going to tell this quick, quick story, yeah. and then we're, we got to get back to this. But... There was a little girl, she would come to our Sunday school on our buses. She was, forgive me for, for how I'm going to phrase this, but she was just one of the group, one of the kids. You know, we love all, all of the kids. I know all their names, but it wasn't like she stood out in any particular way. She wasn't the most outgoing, the most talkative. She was just a great kid, but just one of the group. Well, I'll never forget, she, she just wasn't there anymore. One Sunday, she quit being picked up, and I really never knew what happened. Uh, until about two weeks later, an older man showed up at our our main church service, and he went to one of the ushers, and uh, he said, um, "I just I, I just had to come to the church that my my granddaughter talked about." <clears throat> the usher just happened, you know, nothing just happens with God, right? <laughs> just happened to be one of her Sunday school teachers, and that usher started talking to him. Anyway, it was this little girl's grandpa. That little girl Ruby would go home and reteach. All that she had learned in that Sunday school to her entire family. She'd gather them wow. around and teach Sunday school to her family. And again, she was just one of the group. But yeah. it's it's amazing the impact that you yeah. actually have wow. on these kids without even realizing it. Um, so, yeah, uh, pre-class activity. And um, then we did we did the corny jokes. And we went to the creative intro. So every every week we introduce, we, we open the class, hopefully with a, with a bit of a bang. Mm-hmm. Um, Rather than a whimper, um, we'd like it to start off with uh, something funny. That's usually a great way to start it mm-hmm. off. Is, is is sometimes we'll come in dressed silly, and uh, maybe we're recapping the last week. So we always mm-hmm. try to talk about what happened last week, and we'll mess it all up, you mm-hmm. know. And then the kids will correct us. No, 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 that's not what we talked about. So 
have them fixed. Well, this particular time Delaney came in and she had slime on her hands. We're talking about creation, remember? Uh, So her, her hands are covered in green slime. And she was, if I remember this correctly, she was talking about how, how did we come from this? You know, the, my, my, my uh, college teacher or my, my, my astral, professor. psychological, physiological, that's political right. science teacher. That's <laughs> right. That's right. Told me that we came out of this slime and into a monkey and now we're here. And, and I just can't figure it out. Well, of course, Sarah Torado came in and, and tried to fix her all up and say, you know, no, 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 that's not the Bible. That's not what the Bible says. But, but they're really smart. You know, these really smart people told me this. And, and of course, she talked about how, you know, smart people can be wrong. In fact, you know, smart people are telling us that the earth was flat and everything. So uh, anyway, so we started it off that way where Delaney was confused. Is creation true or not? We know Delaney knows knows the, the, the truth, but the kids followed the line. And, and so that was the that was how we kicked it off with Delaney was going to learn that day all about how creation really happened. Yeah. And then following that, we have the rules. Uh, or as we like to call it, ways to have fun in Sunday school, mm-hmm. uh, birthdays, visitor Bibles. Um, and I think this day we didn't do too much with it, but we did uh, get the rules wrong you know, yeah, like yeah. always. So Sister Bree Hinckley was saying, like, what's rule number one? And I can't remember what I said, but it was something something pretty dumb. You know, never put green chili in lasagna or something i don't remember and the kids no no no, that's not rule number one rule number one is actually you know don't bring your electronics into class uh anyway so we have fun with that and then of course we did birthdays and i don't think brother julian was there to sing all his birthday songs but we'll have him talk about that on another podcast anyway um visitor bibles um and then oh so every visitor if you first time there you get a bible we go to the dollar tree and buy them by the case and we give them out to every single person that's been there for the first time sometimes though we're not all we just want everybody to have one mm-hmm. and so we'll have them raise their hand if you don't have a bible that you could bring if you wanted to raise your hand and we'll have kids we know have seven <laughs> bibles because we've given them all seven but who knows they might have lost it and and we'll give them a bible you know you know that's really neat though uh and we probably should we should probably do this is sign them uh i don't know if you were there for you were riding the bus uh early morning when brother marcos gave his devotional he brought his bible that was given to him when he was a 10 years old so 30 something he showed it in class later on i wasn't there for the teacher part so i was driving so he had his bible it was dedicated and it had some scripture said some from the teacher back then he still had it so it made an impact we figured that was how many years 30 years or something at least 30 years ago so 30 years later he still had the bible he received in sunday school class um so yeah i would like to say that we're really good about this we we forget sometimes but in the front of the bibles we give away when we're on our game, <laughs> there's a sticker <laughs> that has all the key doctrinal verses. Acts yeah. two thirty eight. Uh, it'll have uh, you know all, all of the, the holiness, the one God verses, all that on a sticker right inside the front cover. Mm-hmm. So there, you know, if if we only get one shot at them, we never see these kids again. Hopefully, they'll retain that Bible and they'll yeah. have that sticker. And somewhere down the road, it'll it'll yeah. click. You yeah. know, but I think that's good. I'd like to have a yeah. sign it. That'd yeah. be that'd be good. Um, so we give visitor Bibles and we did songs and this time it was myself and my daughter, Tristan. And because it was creation, everything ties in to the topic mm-hmm. and, you know, if, if everything, everything goes as planned and we sang a song by freedom kids called he created me. Um, and there's, there's really not a lot of creation songs out there. Uh, we actually found two 
that that fit pretty well. But he created me by Freedom Kids is a, a great one to start about. I, I it did all seven days of creation. It, it wasn't just the first three, but oh well, it worked. Mm-hmm. It worked. And then the mini object lesson, yep. uh, Brother Marcos. Do you remember what he talked about? He did the tub. He, he, he yeah. So he basically summarized days one, two, and three, and he had a, he built a uh, uh, a universe, I guess, in a blue tub. He cut a hole in it, put a light in it, and had a remote control switch, and put a globe in there for the Earth. Yep. And we had all got, the lights off in the classroom. So it was dark, and he said, "Let there be light." And so the light shined down on this little two by three foot little tub it was actually pretty cool because he wasn't near it yeah and he did it with a remote and he was away from it so let there be light and the light clicked on so obviously he didn't do that at nine o'clock in the morning so he prepared too so kudos to the marcos and and he was more successful with his let there be light than than me and you were (laughs) if you guys remember back in our our sunday school video that we did a problem there a few months ago let there be light nothing (laughs) and delaney and her light switch she just wasn't wasn't there one job. <laughs> One job. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, so then we did a skit and puppet show. And this was Sarah uh, and Larry Booker. Sarah came in and we're trying to teach about creation in a yeah. variety of different methods. So first we had an object lesson. We had a song. And now we have a skit. Mm-hmm. So she came in dressed up like a scientist. And she was bustling and hustling and how busy she is and all these degrees and numbers behind her name and all this stuff or letters. I guess you don't have numbers, right? Yeah. Unless you're like, you know, probably the seventh. Um, but she was going right. to do an experiment to prove that evolution is true. And she had two kids come up and blindfolded them and she had a pile of Legos and she said, just watch how chance works. So she told them just to, did she tell them what to build? I don't remember. She just build something spectacular or something like that. Build something. Yeah. Just, just, yeah. Creative. So she gave him, gave him some time, and the two kids went to work blindfolded. And as you can imagine, it was an absolute disaster. But the scientist, the whole time it's happening, Sister Sarah was talking about how this is how evolution worked. Just randomness came into play, and they, they built this just marvelous creation. Human beings popped out of nothing, just random molecules connecting to other molecules. And pop, here we are. Here we are. And uh, when the kids were done, yeah, it didn't look so great. It didn't look great at all. So she kind of had to eat her words and take a step back. And then a puppet popped out of nowhere. That was Brother Larry running the puppet. And he proceeded to give her a good old-fashioned Bible study and how you have to have faith to believe evolution, mm-hmm. which is interesting because, you know, obviously most people turn it around, so you have to have so much faith to believe that God created mm-hmm. everything. Well, she, they turned it around and talked about how the faith you have to have to believe evolution is actually greater yeah. than the faith you have to believe to, uh, to, have to believe the Bible account. And they talked about the chances of, I mean, it was astronomical, chances yeah. of, of even a protein being created, let alone, you know, the human body. And you know more yeah. about that than I. Well, you know, and that's what, you know, so here we have, our age group is what, 5 to 11, 12, give or take? 5 to 11, unless so, they sneak in. <laughs> um, so it was great how, um, you know, because I can sit here and think about, you know, DNA and protein and, and how they're made and, and the, the biochemistry behind that. And uh, so I have my perspective, you know, on how complex it is and our, and our 
system. And that's when I was like going to school, never really thought about it. We're, we evolved and, and I, nobody was ever, nobody ever challenged it. The professor said that until I started listening until Brother Paul started teaching here and I got to know him. And so, but, but taking that Legos and stuff like that was something kids can definitely relate to. I mean, I brought in my little DNA molecule and stuff that I keep on my desk. And as an example, to try to talk with, because kids hear about that. They know about it in school. So they're, you they know, just might've seen it in a video or two. Yeah. And and, and so they see that and they know, but it's kind of hard to really get the concept of really how complex it is. So but with a puppet and Legos and stuff like that, I think they're very effective and, uh, yeah. and hopefully they got the point. But it is. I mean, it, uh, I've never really actually um, had a debate or whatever with uh, any, any creationist or whatever. I kind of had an email exchange with a professor once. And, uh, and I wrote, you know, back and forth a few times. And then I, I said something that made him mad and he never, he stopped writing me again. Cause uh, he said something, I go, well, that doesn't make sense or something. <laughs> I was kind and nice, you. you know? And, uh, but, uh, yeah. So getting some of that can be very comp- complicated, but you can definitely, there's ways to, to simplify it and, yeah. and use <clears throat> objects and stuff. And, yeah. Absolutely. <clears throat> so the next segment we did was another song. We generally do two songs. Sometimes the first one is always a beat action song. Get the kids out of the chairs. Get them on their feet. Get them going. The second one, you can go either way. We can do a second action song, a second teaching song to the lesson, or it can even be a worship song that leads into the final lesson. And again, it just depends on the day. This particular time, we did a second action song, and it's called It Is Good by Group VBS. And it's talking about how God created everything. And he said, it is good. It is good. It is good. Uh, it's very hard to find, actually. Group VBS apparently is not very proud of the song. <laughs> they they don't tell anybody about it. You can't find it on Spotify where all the rest of their songs are. Uh, you have to find it on YouTube. And there's only one video of it out there. It's like a niche song, but it's all about creation. And it's a great song. It, it talks about, uh, you know, one thing was missing, a, father, uh, a daughter, a son, you know, that basically God created everything, but he was missing something. And that was us. And so he made, he made us. And then he said, it is good. It is good. Anyway, good song. Um, then we did our good behavior segment. <clears throat> good behavior game. Uh, why don't you tell, tell everybody what a good behavior game is? Like, what's the point of that? So we, we it's uh, a way to, to help control the class, I guess, is, is kind of like our, our um, ulterior motive for it. Is, uh, so we usually announce that early on in the, in the Sunday school. is saying, hey, we're going to have a good behavior game, but it's not only just good behavior, but participation. We don't want people to sit there like a bump on a log. We want them to get, you know, one of our rules is to participate and have fun. So if people are doing the action songs, answering questions, and, and, and being quiet when they're supposed to be quiet, or obeying the rules, and uh, whatever, teachers will typically uh, go around and, and find those uh, uh, young people. And uh, so, and real, real quick to that, that that is a really good point <laughs> about what di- what 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 uh, what is the ideal Sunday school behavior? What are mm-hmm. we looking for? Mm-hmm. Some people actually reward deadheads, like people that yes, they're super quiet, they're very quiet, but they're also not participating. They're not singing. They're not excited. They're not answering questions. And that's what we're trying to generate. You know, if everybody in the class was sitting there like a bump on a pickle, it would be a miserable class to teach. Yeah. Uh, so that's the behavior that we, that we look for. Not just right. quiet, although 
there's times when you have to be quiet, mm-hmm. uh, but all of the other behavior. I'm sorry. I didn't mean that. Yeah, no, that, that's perfect. Because, you know, I mean, there's some people by nature, they may be, I guess, introvert, you know, whatever. Um, so we, we, tr- we try to get them out of their shell. So it's not just, you know, we, yes, we're teaching them um, Bible stories and, and Bible doctrine and that kind of thing. But we're teaching them to be, to live life and to be, um, you know, um, you know, contributors to society, you know, and to grow up and mature and whatever. So I think some of that is helping them come out of their shell a little bit, but we want them to have fun. And, and, and I guess when I look at somebody just sitting there in the chair, not really doing anything, they kind of have that sad look on their face or scared or whatever, you know, let's get them out and have fun. So, so we're looking for people. We're trying to, you know, go around and encourage them to have fun and participate and, and, uh, and that kind of thing. So we're looking for that. So teachers in preparation for that, we're watching for students, whoever's running, Running that segment of the good behavior game will we'll either some, they'll manage it th- themselves. We do different ways to. Um, this time um, was uh, Danny and Sabrina. Danny, so he he went up to me and several others and said, "Hey, keep an eye out for two boys that are participating, acting good, and and whatever." And then when the time comes, and I go grab and 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 tap the uh, the the couple that I was kind of I was trying to watch for people that are doing the songs, or whatever. So the kids don't know you're doing this, though it's a waste of time. Right. Not a waste of time, but so at the beginning of class is when we tell them that this is happening. Right. We'll say, hey, we got our Eagle Scouts. You know, these they are looking everywhere. They got their, their hawk eyes on you. Mm-hmm. And they're looking for the good behavior all across this room. And sometimes the teachers, you know, they'll do the, the, yeah, the, yeah I'm looking at you sign, right, <clears throat> to the kids. And they will uh, just let them know from the beginning, we're looking for participation. Right before we sing a song, that's mm-hmm. what we're going to say. Hey, we're looking for good behavior participants. I'm, and, or we'll hand them Sunday school dollars to reward yeah. that behavior. We're just trying to get them. Uh, that's a topic for another day, too. Yeah. Uh, but but the, it's fun. So we mix it up how we do it sometimes yep. and whatever. Like we'll write their names on the board several times and then randomly they'll pick one or whatever. Or we'll just pick somebody or whatever. But, uh, In this case, he had everybody come up, right, that they were selected? Yeah, yeah. And we did, uh, what did we do? We did... Uh, I think I just kind of tossed a ball and tried to catch yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, uh, we, we rotated. They were uh, uh, had like a... Not lacrosse, but it it's kind of like, like, like a, it's like a, a little toy lacrosse. fishing net. A little yeah. fishing net with a little plastic ball. And you, the object was just to toss back and forth in so many seconds, see how many you can catch. And boys versus girls type of thing. But everybody ended up getting something. And, and uh, yeah. just kind of an active, fun game. So And it changed. We do it every, every time. And the point of the good behavior game is for the kids <laughs> to want to participate in it. And for those that didn't, to at least get to watch something. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, they get to... to cheer on the boys or cheer on the girls and everybody in the good behavior game wins. Yeah. And so, and to that point, uh, sometimes we'll maybe pick a couple people cause you can't have 50. I don't know how many we had. We had a pretty good sized crowd, 60 kids mm-hmm. last week. Not quite. Might've been a few more. Anyway, there was, there was quite a few. And so obviously you can't get that many people playing an individual game, but we'll do boys versus girls or something like that. So we'll get them, um, you know, cheering on who's ever loudest or whatever. So that, that way the whole class may end up getting a prize or a Sunday, extra Sunday school dollar or something, you know, for participating. So, yep. but there may only be a handful of people that are actually performing the game they're like tetris we'll have a boy versus girl game or something like that and the winner boy side gets something or girl side whatever so yeah so the game is different every week uh that that part changes constantly and sometimes we don't do a good behavior game most of the time we do but it's strange you may ask why do we do it right before the final lesson why don't we do it after because don't we want to to participate and listen to the final lesson well of course we do But we expect to have an altar call after the final lesson. At least that's the aim. 
And if you have to stop altar call to do a good behavior game, like yeah. that is the ultimate shame. Right. So there is no perfect answer, but we do it right before the final answer, uh, right before the final lesson. And that way, if altar call drags on, good. Let it happen. Let it right, happen. Right. So that's why we have it where we do. Uh, and then the final lesson, and this is what we were starting to lead up to that I interrupted Brother Lee's. I'm sorry. So you were talking prepping three weeks ago for this lesson right here the final the culmination of days one through three tell us what you did well so i don't know how so we did i did two experiments uh or two things or helped uh kim do it unfortunately julian had to work so uh kim got to do it by herself um but we so we came out and the two object lessons uh and i came across the steel wool thing so if, i don't know if you've you've probably posted it maybe somewhere or if not we should do well, it well you you actually did it on video a month ago on how to how what i do or something no, I think it was on the one God can oh. talk to you through anything when okay. we did yeah, the still, we did when we did the Moses, the and, Moses the and the burning bush. But this, so basically, you get some quadruple lot steel wool at Lowe's, Home Depot, quadruple lot. That's just three zeros, yeah, right? It's a very, it's the finest, very very fine. That try, try they, they have a, a variety pack with different grades um, of coarseness of the steel wool material. I think the 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 finest one works better, but the other one kind of gives a different look to it. So go around and play with it. But the neat thing about this is is it's cheap. And you need and a nine volt battery, and it's the weirdest thing. Believe it or not, you just take a nine volt battery that's got char- that's charged and just touch it. And you need to be careful um, because it'll start sparking. Not like a crazy spark, like your like your uh, electrical outlet or something like that. It's just you'll see like a little red glow or something, and and then it it just kind of permeates through the steel wool and it kind of just moves. It's it's a really neat look to it. So get some steel wool. Try make sure you got a. Uh, uh, outdoor on your lawn or don't do it on your carpet or in you know you can do it indoors if you're over like it's a, very hot generates it does it gets hot so do it over like have some like aluminum foil or a pan that you you know whatever and it's ba- basically it's like a sparkler and i and i believe this when people in the fireworks industry uh build fireworks and stuff like that um they use steel wool that kind of material in it because when it gets hot it'll give the sparks out so it's basically like a sparkler and if you've been around fourth of july and you give the kids a sparkler obviously that the one part's hot but the sparks that kind of go off as soon as they go off they kind of uh burn up and they're they're okay but obviously the burning part is hot so, so you saw this forever ago. Yes. It was not in a Sunday school manual. Correct. It was not in any sort of spiritual application whatsoever. However, it caught your attention. Yes. And you thought, that looks cool. This is cool. At that point, if I if I can read into this, you had no clue what you were going to do with it. Right. But right. you knew it was visually appealing. Right. And from that point, you were determined to to take it to Sunday school somehow. The first time I think I actually did it, I actually brought a full seven foot, uh, six foot aluminum stepladder, and I did uh, uh, the story of, of Jacob and the angels. I remember that distinctly. Yeah. I and it, it so it was a big display. I went through several packages. I basically just draped this steel wool up and over the rungs of the ladder and up and right down the sides, and I lit the top, lit the bottom angels going to you know up and de- ascending descending whatever told the story that way and then it just kind of moved on to uh the way we did it this this ladder. so he created this this kind of heavenly yeah. ethereal looking ladder with the stool 
and you got to see the effect. It's hard to explain through audio, but just look it up or, or do it yourself, play with it. And, it, and it's not dangerous. Right. It's just be respectful it, it, it of it. It gets hot. You don't want to do it, like I said, over carpet or flammable objects yeah. or whatever. And you can hold it in your hand until it gets to the point yeah. where the sparks get to your hand. And then you can just, just toss it. But again, it's a very, it's not like a violent reaction. Right. It's, 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 it's so you use it for one. Jacob's Ladder. Then you uh, used it Moses. for Moses and the burning and bush. The, the neat thing about it is, is it sparks, it glows, it gets hot and it burns. And you can feel the heat. If you're up close to if you really put a lot of steel wool on the tree. And I had, I had Brother Davis had a, a, a guy weld, a, made like a little uh, tree out of like uh, just rods of. of so there's uh, another guy that used his work experience <laughs> exactly. for Sunday school. And it uh, came out great. And I just, just draped this steel wool over the limbs of this little tree. I think you can find things similar. Uh, I think I. Hobby Lobby. Hobby Lobby. I think yeah. I got something once, but then I said, "Hey, Dwayne, can you make me like a bush?" I drew a little stick picture. He goes, "Sure, I'll get it." Next week, he he, he came back with this real, and I've used it, and it's I've used it over and over and over again. It, it and it's it, you can use it forever. You know. It's, so I think what you're going to say is the steel wool. You drape it all over this thing, and then you light it. You light it, and visually, it doesn't change after exactly. it's done. Is when that right? Done, it, when it's done, it's still there. So then you can finish the story off by saying God isn't consumed. He's he's still there. You didn't go away and his, his he's limitless or you know he has you know he's ultimate whatever so you, it's cool so the bush is on fire i mean it's, it's glowing it's red hot. it's, your it's hot sparks are flying <laughs> yep and then it goes out and the bush is exactly the same visually as it was yeah, when you yeah, started it's yeah, really it cool is really neat. so you use it for jacob's ladder for this and then you decided to use it for creation somehow. right and this is where it got neat so i got some paracord which is just like rope and uh it's kind of neat so it, it happened i i told kim and julian about it so we did it in the fellowship hall when we were practiced the, the few days before so you actually practice it before you did we it in front of the kids <laughs> that's a key point with anything like bob lee's <laughs> lessons <laughs> Occasionally things that maybe we'll get to that could go wrong. So I planned for it and exactly what I told them could happen. It did happen. The paracord where it was tied up too close to the steel wool melted away and this big flaming ball went flying across the room. Which <laughs> is bad if that were to land yeah, a five-year-old's lap. Yeah. yeah, it wouldn't be good. Or a kid goes diving for it, which is another <clears throat> story. So but we practiced. Know. We found out so, that that wasn't ideal. So we, so I just said, hey, you know what we probably need to do? I had like a little like a keychain, uh, a little ring. I said, if we could just get it a little bit further from the heat source, you'll be good. So she had like these four or five. So so I, I gave the steel wool to Kim. She she took it home. She made it. She did a perfect thing. So she had like a little ring, uh, key ring type of thing connected with a piece of wire, the steel wool to that, and had about a three to, to eight inch uh, uh, gap between that and the paracord. So it was non-flammable in between. And so I then, hope you can visualize this. There's a, <laughs> there's a rope. A there's rope. a piece of metal. And then there's a bundle of steel wool. Bundle of steel wool. Just and spread how out. on earth are you teaching creation with that? So then she, she, so we tell the story, and you know, and, and God said, you know, our um, in the beginning was uh, I'm getting First John mixed up there, or John mixed up. So God, and then he gets it. So that's where we kind of led into day four with the stars. You know, he said, "Let there be light." You know, so I want to get back to the second lesson in a minute. But he said, "Let there be light" and stuff. And this is where we said, and he created stars. And I thought, well, what would? So Kim and I are sitting there talking. Well, 
wonder what it was what would have been like you know and these scientists will say this and that that it just happened i go but you know what i can just imagine god being so big and now he's got to put all these stars out there and one of us like you think what i'm thinking so we're both kind of making looking at each other so then we went outside and so with this rope you light it with your with your uh lighter uh again the, or i'm sorry with the, it will light with a with a lighter or match or whatever but the, it's kind of neat just striking a, a battery against and these sparks you know it just starts it sets it off but then when she starts spinning it around her head um around her just kind of overhead just kind of wheeling it around the air gets the thing going and then sparks just start flying off of this thing kind of like a pinwheel so if you think about it i believe it's the same type of things in a firework so they kind of spin off and the sparks are flying same type of thing but she it's on a rope it's in control where the kids away and she's like swinging around and she's like pretending she's god throwing the stars out in the universe and stuff like that so that's kind of what the yeah so we had the kids cordoned off probably 40 feet away or so ish um and so they got the effect it was sunlight in a perfect world it would have been pitch black but it it was no way to control that unless we're in a gym or something we did it in the fellowship hall we practiced and and, and we would have probably been okay doing that because it didn't it's like a sparkler you know you can do that we have concrete floor um so all that was fine uh, except for the ball flying off at the end, you know, but we, we, we figured we could fix that. Um, but we would have had to have gotten the kids all out of the chairs yeah. in the back of the room. And then the other experiment we did, we thought, you know, well, that because one, we thought we better do this. Outside. I wouldn't do that one inside. Yeah. yeah. So, we, you actually anyway. tried a modified version of that inside. And, yeah. Um, yeah. We have a new <laughs> skylight in our fellowship. Actually, not really, but he, he did knock a, Maybe a three, two and a half, three well, that, inch hole in yes. the drop So that's ceiling. what is fun. I, you know what? I, I'm drawing a blank on what the lesson was that day. So I was with Kim and uh, I, I tease her now. So I, I, I'm blaming it on her because we had uh, – so what – you want me to go and tell sure. this? So sure. anyway, so uh, calcium carbide. And I found a, a guy, a chemistry teacher. So this is one I'm going to tell you to be careful with. Yeah. The first one, yeah, it's not, you need, not a You need deal. to learn, watch some YouTubes on it, how they handle it, you know, things like that. But it's but this chemistry guy, he does it at school. He let, he let this cannon off, carbide cannon. Look up carbide cannon or whatever. You can get it pretty cheap on Amazon. Um, and... Uh, uh, so he's doing, he's lighting us off in, in his class. You know, he said, no, no chemistry lab is, is, it's incomplete without calcium carbide. And it's actually a very safe material. Uh, miners use them in the carbide lamps for their, uh, like when they're caving, uh, or spelunking, whatever. And a little drip of water. So you need to be careful with moisture. And they usually come with like a desiccant bag in the can. And so you need to be careful around moisture. And that's what actually starts the reaction. So I'm here drinking a bottle of water and I dump it in there. Here's my fuel. And everybody's like, water? I think it's- so he has a tube set up. It looks yep. like a mortar like it's a, for it's a, a firework. Just a piece like. of uh, black PVC pipe, uh, just a drain pipe. And uh, it's a, I think I used a three inch on this one. I drilled a hole about a, uh, six inches up from the bottom. And you can get more complicated or not. And I just glued a piece of uh, a end cap on it. So I basically got a six foot, five foot piece of PVC pipe, straight pipe with a cap on the bottom. That's it. That's all you need. And uh, I did do, I did you put did a, a thing to stabilize it. Yeah, I put, you know, I had a little piece of foam rubber uh, to kind of, so I could stand this three inch pipe up on its end because it gets windy around here. And that was kind of a problem for us even uh, last Sunday. Um, but, uh, and then I, I also about a foot or so from the top of the, uh, where the exit part of the tube is, I drilled a tiny little hole, put a piece of wire through. 
I've thought of different ways you could probably screw in some and and that is just to catch what if you want to shoot something off you don't have to um, but we decided to do a rocket. So anyway, so I have this carbide cannon I built. Got a little, uh, got a quarter inch hole as like basic. If you picture a cannon, so this is what a black little cannon. It's got a little hole at the bottom where you light about six inches from the bottom, and you just put water in there. But then you drop your your calcium carbide pellets in there, and they come out like they look like little pieces of rock, and they just dissolve. They form a, a flammable gas. And it's contained in that little section, the bottom part of the of the cannon, the tube, and then you just light it, and then it, it blows up in the tube. So you put the <clears throat> calcium carbide in the bottom of the pipe that's capped yep. on the bottom. The mm-hmm. top is wide open. Wide open. You yep. have your little, I think it was the, the top half of a water bottle or something yeah. in the, in the top sitting a, on the wire. Yeah, I just took a little water bottle, cut okay. off the bottom, so it made like a like a rocket kind of a shape. So I took that so part off. Catch the, catch the air. To catch the air. Okay. And, um, and when you poured water on the calcium carbide, that starts the reaction of the gas beginning to develop. Right. The gas okay. films up. Wait like 20 seconds. And then you just take a lighter and you light right, the, right up the hole. And it's just cool. basically like, like, a, like a, a cannon. With, and it was pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> it was so a nice did, little we, boom. So we did it at first in the fellowship hall. But maybe because of the acoustics, it was so loud. It just shook. And we thought, this is going to be too loud. So we better do it outside. You know, so we thought. Cause it could, yeah, because really we like loud. our windows. Yeah. We, we prefer <laughs> so, to have them intact if possible. So we moved it outside. And it, it did. It shot the rocket. I don't know how. Uh, the little bottle. It was just a plastic So what bottle. were you teaching with that? So yeah. you had the, 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 the God throwing the stars into the universe. Well, of course, it started with the Big Bang. And so oh, that was, that was the big right. bang. And, right. and it gave a big bang. Everybody said, so we wore earplugs. The kids were far enough away. They did say it was very loud. Uh, I was hoping it was so windy blowing away from the church. I was hoping to have the pastor make comment or something on it. We didn't quite get it. was so windy out there that day. But in the fellowship hall, we did. We well, were, outside we, was a pretty good thump. It was yeah. pretty good. I mean, it wasn't scary, but it was On it was, the practice day, we did several. Uh, Brother Trailer ended up coming out. We'll see what was going on. My wife was in the, the on the other side of the Spanish sanctuary. She heard the blast. It was really loud. And uh, this time, because of the wind, it kind of deadened a little bit. But anyway, so, we're so we talked doing, about the Big Bang. But, oh, so this is where, the, where, again, the dynamics of the teachers and stuff came in. So we started off, and we're, so Kim and I, because we put a hole in the roof before, and I, again, I can't even think of what the lesson was before. But I had the bottle. We did it inside. I didn't think it would blow up that much, but it put it was a, put a little hole. So put a little hole in the roof. <laughs> so. If you're hearing this for the first time, Pastor, uh, <laughs> that, that's what happened. No, Pastor knew not long after because one of his kids. Oh, that's <laughs> t- right. Told on. Yeah, those tattletales. So, so anyway, but. Uh, so, but what was funny back then, um, I like, we did, we did it and, uh, and it kind of gave like a little puff. It didn't really do much. And cause I, I had an older bottle of, of some calcium carbide. And, uh, so I go, well, let's try this again. No, put it all in. And I go, okay. So I dumped it all in and then, then we lit it and that's what put the whole, so I kind of blame it on her that, that she instigated me to put it all in. So, um, and so the point of that, you talked about the big bang, how it accomplished nothing. Yeah, and and, well, and what was neat was when we did our practice session, um, and I've been now this goes back several months. I had a bag of coffee, believe it or not, the, it was a Pete's Coffee brand. It actually the the flavor or whatever was called Big Bang. 
Oh. So I saved that bag months ago thinking eventually we're going to do. And then when I saw the schedule come out, I go, okay, I want to somehow use this. So it was basically, you know how you, when you go to a coffee store and you get, the, it's kind of like a foil pouch bag. Right. Yep. So I thought, okay, I want to put this in there and use that as my rocket to blow up. Well, when we did the practice thing, I put it on top of the bottle it blew through and just it just shattered. It just just blew this thing apart. I thought, well, that's perfect because in trying to teach the Big Bang, I mean, think about it, you know. And and it, some people like and Brother Paul, I think was the first one told me this. He said it's like a tornado or an atom bomb going off in a junkyard, and then a seven fifty seven Boeing airplane come out of that. That's the odds right. of of creation happening through evolution and whatever or the you know so 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 i just completely destroyed this bag of coffee and that kind of led into our discussion about it and uh is and then i had a nice fresh bag of chosen coffee you know mm. and so you can go into you know, we we're chosen people whatever well chosen coffee was kim's husband's coffee company that he's doing so i had the pete's coffee big bang that just blew up and got shattered and then we kind of led into being careful who's teaching you uh, about this stuff, you know, and are, are you, is there any bias involved? And so that kind of led into some of our dialogue and teaching of that topic. Yeah. So. So, so anyway, that's a, that's a recap of, of, of our last Sunday. Uh, every Sunday is totally different. Mm-hmm. So next week uh, we're doing the second half of creation yes. and, and we'll talk about that next week about okay. what we did, what we did last Sunday. Um, so, even as teachers, it never gets dull, especially when you have someone like Brother Lee putting putting uh, explosives in the classroom. Uh, but we, for for all of those that are listening, we do maybe some out of the box lessons, some some a little bit more elaborate, maybe a little bit more what some would consider dangerous, for the lack of another word. But we are very careful. Yes, we we don't ever 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 put the class. Anywhere yes. near anything that's going to be dangerous. We're and, and, super, super and, careful. And that's why I also wanted to get Kim and Julian, because they'd never really done it before. I feel comfortable around this. I've been in labs, you know, for too many years, a lot of years. And I wanted them to feel comfortable that this is safe. And I told them I do like a yeah. risk analysis. And then I think about what could go wrong. And uh, so we kind of try to plan. And that's where Julian said, you know what, we probably better do this outside because this could scare people because it was kind of loud. And so we do think about that. But but uh, another, if, I, if you wouldn't mind, I can tell another quick object lesson that is just as effective that and, and it doesn't, it, co- it costs you less than a dollar sure. is, um, is the balloons. You get a black and a white balloon, shove a white balloon inside a, um, uh, a, a round uh, black balloon. You blow up the white one inside, tie it off, and then kind of poke it inside, and the, the, the black outer balloon is now kind of big, and then you blow it up. So you got a balloon within a balloon. And the kids have no idea the white one's in there. They don't, they, you can't see it, right? And then you can, do, you can teach creation on that as well. And got, you know, the world, so the, the black earth was without form and void, you know, and God said, let there be light. You could take a, we've gotten elaborate with a laser to pop it, which is kind of cool, but you can just get a needle. You can bite it. You can do whatever you want to. And you pop that. And just pop the black just one. Just pop the bl- black one. So balloon. you got to blow up the black one enough to give yourself some space between the white yep. and black one. So you don't accidentally pop them both. You pop the black one. And, and the then white one it just appears. Kinda, it appears, you know, and God said, let, let there, there be, be light. light. And, cool. uh, and then now you got the, the white balloon. So that's really cool too. And it, and it, again, it barely costs you yep. a few pennies. 
and that one's and again, whoa! So it's a it's a nice Christian illusion as well, and uh, so that can be a fun one too. And it doesn't hardly cost you anything, and it's definitely not dangerous. The pop is exciting, so get some excitement in there. I, I still I, I got to tell you. I don't like popping balloons. I sit there when I'm doing the needle. Says the man who blows holes in the ceiling. I don't. I, it's weird. I, <laughs> something just kind of, you know, I don't know. But I'll, I'll sit there. I've done it so many times. But my hands start shaking when I do. I got a, a two foot long needle, the needle through the balloon, which looks like a neat trick, but it's just chemistry you know just the dynamics of the physical properties of the balloon latex or whatever it is and and I, i'm telling him my hands start shaking all of just to push that balloon and every time i there's like oh, it made it through that pocket <laughs> it is weird i get this, That's this so anyway so well we've gone uh a little bit over an hour so we're i think we're going to call it for today okay but we have covered a lot of ground, and this is hopefully the first of many consistent podcasts. We don't want this to be a one and done. We're going to try to put this out by tomorrow and then continue to push these out in a perfect world every week, in a reasonable, more reality, or in a real world, I'm, I'm thinking every couple of weeks probably. But anyway, thank you for joining us, Brother Lee. Thank you so much for, for coming it. and tagging thank in. Thank you for having me. And we are, we are excited. Well, God bless everybody, and we'll talk to you hopefully next week. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name.